Hello, and welcome to Jade's Journey Through Cancer. My name is Jade, and I'm a cancer survivor. If you are new here, I was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia at the age of 24. In this podcast, I will be discussing my personal experience, medical information, procedures, and mental health. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, and welcome back to my podcast. Sorry I've been gone so long. It's been really busy lately. But today I wanted to talk about the chemotherapy I received before transplant. So I had one week of chemo, outpatient chemo at the clinic right before transplant. So I received three different chemos. So first was Theotepa and then Fludarabine and Melphalon. So the first chemo I'm going to talk about is Theotepa. And that's just one dose through the IV over three hours. So for this one, um, the main thing that they were concerned about is skin rashes. So what I had to do was shower within six hours of completing the infusion. And we have to follow these guidelines within the first 48 hours of treatment. So um, with that, you have to change your pick line dressing every day for two days um, after receiving Theotepa. And you cannot shave, use lotion, deodorant, any of that. Um, You can't scrub your skin hard. Um, Also, when you shower, you have to put on clean clothes so you can't wear the same clothes from the night before or something like that. So it says, do not rewear the clothes you wore before bathing. Also, they want you to wear loose fitting clean clothes Um, after each shower Um, and then on top of that you have to take showers twice a day for two days so when you first get home you have to take a shower and then after that you have to take another shower before you go to bed so same thing change your clothes even though you wore clean clothes the first shower you have to wear completely different clothes and with this chemo it could cause intense sweating and it could cause skin problems with that sweating so They want to make sure that you're not exercising or sweating or doing anything to make you sweat even more Um, and just following the guidelines. And they gave me packets for each chemo, so I'm just going over that. Um, But yeah, so that one was the first one. And they just want to make sure to watch for changes in skin color, itching, blisters, peeling, um, anything like that to make sure you don't have any issues with your skin. Um, the main side effects could include mouth sores, um, hair loss, which is common with chemo, and um, low blood cell counts, and also um, skin rash, itching, vomiting, nausea, um, decreased liver function, neurological effects, sterility, and allergic reaction. So, mainly like main side effects of chemo. Um, that could be caused by this chemo so the main thing was just to watch out for skin rashes and sores so that they can treat it within 24 hours or so so with that with the otepa i didn't have any reactions or side effects i was fine that was day one of chemo so everything went well it was three hours so it was a while of getting that infusion um i did shower twice a day for two days, changed my bed sheets, washed them and changed them 
the first two days as well so i just made sure i followed all the instructions that they gave me and they also changed my pick line dressing both days so that was that for that chemo so no side effects everything was good with that one and the next one i'm going to talk about is the fludarabine so with fludarabine that one lasted five days so with fludarabine it's given in five doses so day minus six to minus two so through the iv this one's a little bit shorter so it could take 15 to 30 minutes and that one um you could have increased risk of viral infections bacterial or fungal infections joint or muscle aches um, also low blood counts as always um, with chemo that's a common um, side effect um, also you could get fever or chills nausea vomiting loss of appetite skin rash or itching and also neurological effects so with that one it was way shorter which was nice it was shorter days in the in the clinic so with that it was fine didn't notice any side effects with that either um five days so i just went to the clinic every day for a week straight got the chemo and i was good to go so with that one i didn't have any side effects that i noticed anyway so that one was pretty good on my body like it wasn't harsh or anything and then the last chemo that I got, day minus one. Um, so after I finished fludarabine in the clinic that day, I was admitted to the hospital after that. So I was admitted to the hospital and I had that the first day in the hospital. So with Melphalon, um, it's used to treat multiple myeloma and other cancers. Um, it's used in high doses in stem cell transplant regimens and it's given through the IV. So this one was high dosed and it was very harsh. Um, yeah, it was the worst chemo that I got. And it says that it may not mix well with other medications. You cannot drink any alcohol. You cannot take any form of aspirin or pain reliever unless you're cleared by the doctor to do so. I didn't drink alcohol anyway. I don't drink alcohol, so that wasn't a problem, but that's just what it says as a precaution. Um, also, with this one, before you get it, you have to chew ice during and before for 30 minutes um, during the infusion. So before it started, they gave me a bucket of ice. So I had a cup of ice. I had like icy cups. I had popsicles. So it was a lot of um, sweets, basically. So they gave me all of this ice to chew on and eat right before because this one does kill your entire GI tract. So from your throat all the way to your stomach and <laughs> everywhere else. So your entire GI tract, top to bottom, is killed, basically. So with that one, it was very harsh. Um, I chewed the ice before I didn't I I think one or two popsicles and I think half a cup of ice um, I'm not really a sweets person so <laughs> that was kind of asking a lot but it was also interesting having to eat ice during and before doing this um, chemo so I did that and with this one 
they do warn before you get this that it does cause um, diarrhea starting at day plus five after transplant. So I wasn't looking forward to that. <laughs> I didn't want to believe it, but that is true. That happened. So definitely with Melphalon, you want to watch out for that. Um, make sure you let your team know right away. Um, they will give you Imodium and everything that you need um, to get through that. It does last for a while. Um, I think it lasted for the entire time that I was there. And then it started to die down like towards the end of my stay. So I stayed three weeks and it started to die down. But yeah, day plus five for about the first week, it was very, very hard and very harsh on my body. Like I couldn't take it. And even though modium didn't help much, um, but they did all they could do. They can only give you so much Imodium in one day. So, um, once I maxed out on that, there wasn't really much they could do. Um, but yeah, that was really hard. I would suggest if you do get Melphalon to prepare, I would say definitely bring wipes to the hospital, um, for when you go to the bathroom. I suggest that any time you go to the hospital, but definitely with this chemo, I would suggest that. Um, Cause it also could cause like, I think it could cause like hemorrhoids um, if you're going to the bathroom so much and they want to watch out for that too. And you don't want, and also like cuts down there. So things like that, they want to make sure it doesn't happen. So I would just say, cause the tissue is rough. So be aware of that. Um, so I would say bring wipes, um, maybe even diapers, just in case you can't make it to the bathroom in time. Um, I didn't use diapers, but that could be helpful in that situation. Um, cause there are times where you might not make it to the bathroom and it's unfortunate, but they understand that happens. Um, so just to be prepared also with this chemo, maybe keep a commode next to your bed or in your room just in case you can't walk far to the restroom in your room because even though it's not that far it's a lot to get out of the bed unplug the machine get all your cords <laughs> gathered and run to the bathroom on top of that and pull up your gown so it's a lot <laughs> to have to deal with and i've been telling a lot of people about this chemo it is very harsh and <laughs> it is the worst chemo i've gotten in my life and with all the chemos I received, this was the by far the worst and had the worst side effects. Also with this, you could develop mucositis in your throat and also mouth sores. So they really do emphasize making sure you do your mouth rinses every day. So the baking soda, salt and water um, every day, four times a day, or if not more. So I made sure I stayed on top of that um, just so I wouldn't get mouth sores because that's not fun to deal with. I do not want to get that. So um, make sure you do your mouth rinses. Uh, also, I did start to develop um, mucositis of my throat. So it was like a couple days after um, Melphalon dose, I started to feel like I had something stuck in my throat, but it also felt like scratchy so with that it was not fun to eat or drink or take medication anything 
because at that point I'm taking like 17 to 20 pills a day and it was just so hard to swallow any pills when it felt like something was stuck in my throat and it felt scratchy so that really made it harder to eat to drink to do anything so when I started to notice that I told my oncologist and my team and they gave me the magic mouthwash uh, which numbs your throat to make it easier to eat and drink but I only used it like once and I didn't use it anymore after that because it wasn't like a extreme case of mucositis so I felt like I didn't really need it like I just tried to get through it as much as possible just drink a lot of water when taking my medications and just try my best to um, not like think about it too much but that did happen to me um, that was the first time ever getting mucositis throughout the whole time I never got mouth sores um, or anything like that so um, it was like a mild case of mucositis but that is that could happen um, so you want to be prepared for that too so just let them know and they'll give you the magic mouthwash to kind of numb your throat to make it easier to eat and drink so that's my suggestion for that one since it is very harsh um also with this you'll have a low platelet count low blood cells things like that menstrual changes um and also with the mouth ulcers it says um you can get sore mouth and gums during treatment um do not wait until it develops to start taking care of it so they want you to start using the mouth rinses and everything beforehand um, also with this one they want you to use soft toothbrushes because it could like scratch your gums um, they don't want you to use any kind of mouthwash so um, they suggested using a soft toothbrush so I just had my mom bring me a pack of soft toothbrushes that I can change out because you don't really realize how rough the harder toothbrushes are until you go through chemo so it was definitely hard um, like seeing the difference between the toothbrushes so definitely recommend getting a soft toothbrush to brush because you don't want your gums to bleed or be sensitive and also um, do your mouth rinses every day um, also it says it could cause nausea vomiting appetite loss uh, I would say, well, during transplant, I didn't really have an appetite the entire time after transplant. So I wasn't really eating much at all. If one meal a day, I would maybe drink one shake or eat a cup of fruit, but I was not eating like at all. So that was the hard part because like on top of the diarrhea, and the mucositis in my throat. I also didn't have an appetite, so that was really hard to deal with because I just couldn't force myself to eat. And it got to a point where they even told me like if I didn't eat, I would be put on a feeding tube. So that was really hard to hear. Like I was like, what? <laughs> I don't I don't want a feeding tube. Like what do you mean? And they just noticed like I was I wasn't gaining any weight. And I was staying basically at the same weight, if not losing weight, while there. So I wasn't gaining weight. 
I wasn't eating. I barely was drinking anything. So for three weeks straight, I was just barely eating a meal a day. So I felt really horrible with that. And I would order three meals a day and I still wouldn't eat. So that was the hard part. They had me see the dietitian and we talked, but it still wasn't really helpful. They wanted me to drink like protein drinks. They gave me shakes twice a day to see if that would help me get my protein intake in. Um, they tried to give me snacks like cheese and crackers, graham crackers and peanut butter. Like there was nothing <laughs> I would eat. Um, they even said maybe you try having your mom bring something from home, which it has to be like cleared and it has to be in a container and something that's refrigerated. You could put in a refrigerator and something that you'll have to eat right away. So I had my mom bring me like some pasta and I tried to eat that. I didn't, I ate a couple bites. That was, that didn't help. Um, Cause at this point my taste was gone. So I lost my taste and my appetite and I was vomiting sometimes and everything was going on at once. So it was very hard for me to even get up and go through the day so with that it was really hard losing my appetite and then on top of that it was right before thanksgiving when i was about to leave the hospital so that was the hard part because i was excited for thanksgiving but i didn't have taste so it kind of ruined that for me being able to enjoy thanksgiving but anyway so like I tried eating different things. I'm already a picky eater, so like that was already hard enough to try and deal with, like being picky eater. And also it's been like six, seven months in and out of the hospital, so I've been eating the same thing every time I go there. <laughs> so I didn't want the food anymore. I didn't want the shakes. I didn't want protein drinks. I didn't want really anything. And then it just all was happening at once. So it was the diarrhea, the mouth sores, the loss of appetite, the loss of taste, the loss of my smell, like everything was happening at once. So it was hard to really be motivated to eat. So with that, I just did the best I could. Um, it, it went away eventually, but at the same time, it was just, like a lot to deal with um and also this causes like hair loss like the other chemos um about two to three weeks after treatment starts um so that was starting about two weeks into my stay so one week before i left i started losing my hair so this was the second time losing my hair after it started growing back so that was that was hard too so it was just a lot um this chemo regimen was a lot, but I got through it and that was the hardest part. But the GI tract issues didn't stop after transplant. Like it stopped for maybe a couple weeks and then started right back up around like two weeks after getting home. So at like one month, it started up again. So 30 days after transplant, I started having 
the diarrhea and stuff like that and I still had no taste smell so I was still dealing with that at that time too so it was very hard um, to deal with but I'm glad that's over and yeah that was pretty much the hardest chemo I went through the melphalon fluidarabine and theotepa was nowhere near as bad as this like I didn't have any reactions to those but Mofalon was the worst and I don't want to scare anybody who may be going through it or about to go through it um I'm just trying to warn you now so you can prepare because I felt like I wasn't really prepared for it even though they were telling me that diarrhea was possible I didn't really realize how horrible I would feel until I went through it so I would just say prepare yourself mentally physically and do all you need to do um to make sure you get through it and just make sure your team knows as soon as you start having any side effects um so that they can manage those side effects and help you get through that so yeah so that was all for my chemo before transplant and next i promise i will be talking about um the caregiver class someone wanted me to talk about that um, also, I'll be interviewing my mom, ask a few questions on Instagram, so I'll have ask her those questions. And I'll try to get my sister to talk about the donor process. Um, so that will be coming up soon, so look out for that. And yeah, so thank you for listening and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, follow me on Instagram at Jade's Journey Through Cancer, where I'll be sharing photos from my journey and advice as well. Have a great day.